What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And he swings. Hits it high. And deep. And gone. Still going back. Welcome back to the call up. We have the continuation of this 2020 redraft part two here, which means picks 16 to 30 as we round out the first round of this 2020 redraft. I'm Aram Layton. He's Jack McMullen. Jack, we got the second half of this first round. Really, the only big surprise, I think, was the PCA pick for for you. um, Yeah. In regards to what I did. And other than that, nothing was a big surprise. Now that you've had some more time to, to, to process it, any other surprises that I made in the, in the draft? Well, we can recap those selections. You have them written down, right? As we lead into 16. Yeah. So Strider at one, no surprise. Jordan Walker at two, no surprise. Pete Crow Armstrong at three was craziness. And I'm all the way in on that. Um, I took Kyle Harrison, left-hander in the Giants organization. Pipeline just said he's the top left-handed prospect in the game. Are you Harrison or Tiedemann? Harrison. Okay, so you think he's the best left-handed prospect in the game as well. So Kyle Harrison at four, I went with that. You went with now-established big leaguer Reed Detmers at five. Um, I went with the previous number one overall pick, Spencer Torkelson, at six. I think Torkelson bounces back. Bobby Miller at seven, right-hander in the Dodgers system. Uh, I went with Evan Carter, our top prospect in the Rangers org at eight. At nine, you went with one of the more underrated pitching prospects in baseball on Brandon Fodd, which was kind of surprising. I was thinking, I I told you when you made the pick, um, you know, I was thinking that you were going to, he was going to slide a little bit, maybe to like the 14 through 16 range. And I was going to, I was going to grab him then, um, but I didn't do it. 
because you took him at nine. Gavin Stone at 10. I went with Stone, who had a sub 1-5 ERA in minor <laughs> league baseball last year. You went with Mason Wynn, tooled out of his mind at 11. At 12, I went with 40-40 candidate at core, Zach Veen. Yeah. Um, 13, you went with hit tool extraordinaire, Robert Hassel. I went with fireballer, but where's it going? And are you on the mound, Cade Cavalli? And uh, 15, you went with uh, Tristan Costas Light, Tyler Schoderstrom. So really no surprises there. I think the two that jumped out to me were PCA and Fott. Nice. Yeah, and those are two guys that realistically I'm I'm going to push up pretty high on me, you know, on, on our top 100 list. They're already up there, but two guys that I'm very excited to push up way up there. Now, let me acknowledge that I am two for three. I've got eight guys written down that I assumed you would take i'm two for three so far i picked evan carter so you didn't grab evan carter but i nailed pca and soderstrom you did. so i've got five left on the board that i think you were going to take in the last 15 picks okay and then we're going to recap it at the end which is going to be yes. really really fun so all right it's pick number 16 jack you are up yeah um so originally pick number 16 was Ed Howard in the Cubs system shortstop who just stick with it. hasn't come along as quickly or as successfully as many in the Cubs organization would hope. But he is a Chicago kid. You want to keep giving him chances. There is a chance that Ed Howard turns into a big leaguer, but it feels like the rest of the organization is kind of passing him by right now, mm-hmm. which stinks. Um, I'm going to go with the 30th overall pick. There was no 30th overall pick in 2020. I think Houston had their pick forfeited. Um, So I'm going with 30th overall competitive balance round A. And that was Baltimore taking Jordan Westberg. I'm going to take Westberg at 16. Westberg is a guy that can play short, can also probably play a really good second base and was around a 900 OPS this year in double and triple A. He's really close. Um, I think that Westberg is probably a better prospect than Connor Norby is. I think he does more than Norby. Norby probably has a better power tool. But I think if you are factoring in one of these young guns, you know, if if you're a team trying to trade with the Baltimore Orioles, if the Orioles want a starting pitcher, you're probably asking about Westberg before Norby. And both those guys are in a similar spot. So I'm going to go with Westberg, who was great at Mississippi State and uh, I think can kick ass in the major league level in a middle infield spot. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I love Connor Norby. That was a guy that I loved the second he was drafted, right? And and he's even exceeded my expectations there, but he's a second baseman. Westberg, there were some questions as to what caliber of shortstop he could play. And, and I think he's answered that he could play everyday shortstop. Is it going to be a gold glover? No, but I think he's going to be very solid there. You, you're, you're not going to know one way or another, which is fine given what he does offensively. He also has the arm to play third. He's also athletic enough to play second. I, I think he could even play the outfield if you gave him some time to get more acclimated out there. But he can definitely play the shortstop position every single day at at, at least an average level, which is is an answer for what was maybe one of the bigger questions with him in terms of hitting, dude. He is raked at every stop. Is he going to swing and miss a little bit? Sure. But we've actually seen the the strikeout rate drop at each level, which is consistent with a guy that, you know, I think you look at the 24, 25% K rate between double A. That's kind of what you expect to normalize. Then he gets to triple and the strikeout rate drops because the zone's a little bit tighter and the pitchers throw more strikes. So that effective wildness allows it to drop to 22%. 
that tells me that that's where he's going to stay. You know, like that's where he'll always be. He whiffs enough to be in the 20% range, but he's never going to strike out more than that. And, and I expect him to, to offset that with a strong walk rate, which he's walked double digit percentages for his entire career uh, in, in the minor league so far. And we saw him hit plenty of home runs last year, right? He hit 27 uh, between double A and triple A with the athleticism, 104 mile per hour, 90th percentile exit velo. He's 23 years old. I had him at number 16 on my big board and you take him at 16. So uh, I, I love the pick there. I think he's a high floor in terms of what he's already proven with still the ability to be a, an above average regular and a pretty comfortably above average regular. Yeah, Jordan Westberg was tied for fifth in minor league baseball with 69 extra base hits. Matt Mervis, who has not gone, a non-draft free agent, has not gone yet. He was first in all of minor league baseball a year ago. Then it was Hunter Goodman in the Rockies system. Goodman is one of those like older guys that is a fine catcher. Like Goodman, I'm not sure how he factors in for the long haul, but then you've got Michael Bush at 70, Josh Lester, who should get another big league chance, you know, older guy, veteran guy. I think he's 27, 28 years old. But then it was Outman, Westberg, Ellie De La Cruz, Andy Rodriguez, Christian Encarnacion Strand. If you are mentioned in that breath as a guy that was 12 for 15 in the stolen base department as well, you got to feel good about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a guy that I, I don't think they're, they're, eager to trade, but also doesn't fit into their, their plan. So it's, they're, they're a little bit stuck there uh, in terms of where he's going to you know, be able to play for them in Baltimore. So I always loved that pick when they made it. And and man, he is, he has just been awesome climbing through the minor leagues and the Orioles continue to, to do well with their bats. That sends us to 17, right? Which was previously Nick York of the Boston Red Sox. And look, York looked like a steal of all steals in an underslot pick after his first year. And I I totally bought what he was selling. And then he hit a wall last year, uh, struggled with trying to do too much. I think he was trying to pull the ball a bit too much, also struggling with some injuries. And, and then he showed decently well after a slow start in the Arizona Fall League, finished really strong. I think he's going to bounce back. That said, he's with the injury issues that he's had limited to second base was drafted with some injury concerns as well. I, I just, I got to stay off of the hit first second baseman with injury issues, even though, you know, I don't think it's a bad pick even with the struggles last year whatsoever. And he could easily get himself back into the conversation of, you know, this range here, but I'm going to go with an arm that I, I I'm thrilled to be able to get at, at this stage of the draft. And it, it's Mick Abel right-handed pitching prospect, with the Philadelphia Phillies and, and Mick Abel is a guy that we have him at 56 in our top 100 prospect list at the end of the year. Um, his stuff is, is ridiculous. I have, I believe on his fastball is 65 future, 55 present, a 60 slider grade. The, the changeup is already flashed above average and he mixes in a taste breaking curveball. Uh, he was previously taken 15th overall. So it's right around the same range. The command is the question. And, and that always seems to be the question with a lot of prep, right? You know, big power prep right-handers that throw gas like Abel does. But, you know, I, I don't think the command has been so disastrous that I'm sounding the alarms. He's definitely walked more guys than you'd like to see, but it hasn't been to the degree of, of some of the other guys that, you know, I think would be in this range of the stuff that he has 130 strikeouts, 50 walks. I think he's going to continue to improve upon that as he gets more comfortable. He's just 21 years old, six foot five. 200 pounds. Yeah. I like Abel a lot, man. I He is the Robin to Andrew Painter's Batman in the Philly system right now, but he would be Batman in a lot of other systems. Uh -huh. I promise you that. 
So Absolutely. yeah, I like the pick. Um, as soon as you made that, I was starting to think about where I go with this. I just have no effing clue, like no idea where I go after Mick Abel. Um, it would be a, a crazy reach for Hancock. Um, Wilmer Flores is a name that jumps to mind. It was a non-drafted free agent. Flores could be the move. I think you're missing Max an unproven. Meyer. I think you're moving missing an an unproven uh, stud right now in terms of relative to some of the other guys. In terms of relative right to some of the other guys, yeah. I mean, you're thinking of Tink Hens, and I don't think I'm going to go with Tink Hens right now just because he's so far off and I haven't seen him stretched out once. You know what I mean? Like. I think that most starting pitchers can be good in a three inning spurt. And that's what Tink Hans was doing in low A. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to see it in high A or double for me to take him over a guy that led minor league baseball in RBIs and extra base hits this year. So I'm going to steal another one of your guys that I had written down for you. It's it's time for Matt Mervis to come off the board. It was a non-drafted free agent. Mervis, yes, he's a first base DH, but he's... He was Pete Alonso this year in minor league yeah, baseball. Yeah. So I got to do it. Yeah. I'm, I like it. I like it, man. I mean, look, we're talking about being able to take the, the sure thing or something close to it in terms of somebody that's shown it at the AAA level. We think is big league ready. We've talked about it a ton. Um, clearly the Cubs want to wait a little bit longer with some of the signings they've made. I think that's ridiculous, but he's hit it every single stop. And then even when he was gassed at the end of the year, raked in the Arizona fall league guests of the show, you can, you know, listen to that episode and you can really see the makeup and the way he attacks the game. And, and also just the confidence that he has, he's going to be a good hitter for a long time. I think at the big league level and, and to get, even though he's a first baseman to get him here, I think is, is, is a great pick. Original pick, Bryce Jarvis by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Do you know what Bryce Jarvis's ERA was in Amarillo this year? 6.9? Uh, 8.3. Oh, gosh. It's so crazy because I loved, I loved him out of the draft with the fastball ticking up. Changeup yeah. was nasty. He matched Kumar Rocker for nine innings. Yeah. Kumar Rocker threw the no-hitter, and, and he was pretty much right there at nine innings to double digit K's and only gave up the one run. And that was the difference. I mean, Bryce Jarvis is, I, I'm not fully swearing him off. He, he's got the bloodlines, but it was, it was a really weird, bad year for him last year, which was pretty, pretty shocking. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was really, really bad. 106 and two thirds innings, 12 hits per nine, five walks per nine, a one nine whip. I mean, dude, like this is really, really hard to look at here. So unfortunate for Bryce Jarvis, but I'm I'm fortunate to get Mervis here. And we're really in that range, man, where it is it is getting stressful. You need uh, to start picking your favorites. The previous pick was was Pete Crow Armstrong at 19, who is long gone. Uh, of course, that was made by the New York Mets. Um, yeah. that pick was made by, if in case you forgot. Um, but he is now a Chicago Cub. There's a few different names and a few different ways I could go with this because you got some some higher floor prospect bats, guys that have seen some opportunity at the big league level, like an Alec Burleson. Um, you know, you've got a Casey Schmidt, who I know you have his name down for me. Um, you've got an Owen Casey as well, though, who I love as a prospect and monster upside, who I also know you have down for me. But then you also have a Max Meyer, who at the end of the day, man, this guy debuted. 
and looked pretty good. Tommy John surgery, we just talked about it on the Just Baseball show, is, is an afterthought at this point. Chris Paddock gets a three-year deal as he's still recovering from Tommy John surgery. I'm going to take the guy that's pretty much proven that he's ready to go with the big leagues. Do I know what he's going to be at the big league level yet? No, but I do know that when he comes back, he's going to make a few rehab starts and guess where the Marlins are going to plug Max Meyer, the big leagues, because that's what he is, where he is at in his development. So I'm going to take Max Meyer here. You know, I could have considered Tink Hens, uh, and I think Tink Hens is a higher pitcher ceiling, but Meyer's slider pretty much guarantees him that he will be at worst. If everything goes to shit for Max Meyer, he's, he's, he's a high leverage reliever with that slider. It's a 70 grade slider, but the fastball has continued to get better. The changeup has continued to improve. And I'm not really worried about Tommy John surgery. It seemed like almost an inevitability with how many sliders he throws. He gets it out of the way. Hopefully that's all he needed and he'll be healthy and might even come back throwing even harder. His fastball shape is bizarre, but there's some guys that that fastball shape are are so dead zone and weird that they actually get ground balls because it drops. He kind of turned into that a little bit. So I, I don't think the fastball is a total disaster. I like Max Meyer here at this pick, which, you know, ultimately I don't think you're going to get a, a much more high floor arm at this stage. Do you have an 80 grade pitch in the top 100? That's a great question. Um, like is Yuri's fastball an 80 fastball? It's a 70. I would say, I would say that it's pretty darn close that Max Meyer's slider could be, could be close to an 80. I think it's a 70, but it's got a chance to be an 80. Yeah. Like that, that's my thought. If there's an 80 grade pitch in, in the minor leagues or like still, you know, for a qualified prospect, it, it might be Max Meyer slider. Like that might be the best pitch in minor league baseball or in the prospect world right now. G rods change up was an 80, 70 with a an 80, 70, 70 present with an 80 future. Daniel Espino's yeah. 70 fastball with an 80 future with the shape yeah. and the velo. He had, but obviously we're dealing with some, some health issues there. But uh, yeah, I would say that there's a legit chance that Max Myers slider could be in that conversation as well. There we go. Oh, I do have 70 present, 80 future on Max Myers slider. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. There we go. Um, Yeah, I I like that pick. If you didn't do him at 19, I was going to do him at 20. But I'm going with another arm that originally went 25th. The original pick was Garrett Mitchell at 20 to Milwaukee. Mitchell is a guy that will probably be the opening day center fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers. I wish he wasn't. I wish it was Sal Freelick, but Mitchell is still like a big league outfielder. We have to think about him at the back end of this first round. Um, But I am going to go with Jared Schuster, who I think is ready for a big league opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. And like, this is the type of arm that I love. And you know that, like I'd be, I'd be shocked if you didn't have him written down for me. Schuster is what is he 90 to 92 with the fastball for the most part? Yeah, but it, it just it just sneaks by you. It sneaks by. He works so quickly. He's just got hitters on his he on their heels for the entirety of at bats. And, and Schuster is attack mode at all times. He doesn't walk very many guys. He runs up his innings totals. I mean, the guy was right around 140 innings in minor league baseball this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. It's like Fott and Schuster that were at the top of minor league baseball and in innings accumulation. So if you took Fott nine, I couldn't let Schuster slide past 20. Look, I, I wouldn't have taken him this early, but I'm going to solidify your your case too. I, th- I think this is a really good safe pick here. Um fastball like you said it's 90 to 92 but 
the data on it's pretty strong. Uh, the changeup is is a plus pitch. I mean, opponents hit 144, 178, 197 against it last year, and he threw it for a strike a ton. And then the slider is a viable third offering. I'd put a plus command grade on Schuster. So you've got, you know, average fastball, above average to plus plus changeup, and then average to above average slider with plus command. That's a solid back end of the rotation lefty. Sign me up for that. Yeah, 100%. So next up would be pick number 21, which was previously Jordan Walker. What a high stick with the pick if you want. Yeah. 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 I would if he wasn't long gone. Um, but this is where again, I, it's a really, 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 really tough juggle, but I'm going to go with another St. Louis Cardinal here. I'm going to go with Alec Burleson. Oh my God. Selection. What? Before hence. Before hence. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Um Hence hasn't pitched above low A. And that's what's um, like Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's what's killing me. Is is Hence could be and I know we're gonna get crushed in the comments for 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 how far Tank Hence fell. But every single one of these guys has played above low A. Every single one of them. And not only did Tank Hence only play in low A, and I love Tank Hence. But he was on like three inning spurts. So yeah. I, I, I look could be better than everybody. And that's why they took him. They knew the upside when they took him where they took him. Everybody in the draft, every team knew the upside of Tinkens when he was taken, where he was taken, which was not in the first round. But the reality is, like, we got to see him do it. So I'm going to take the guy that can play multiple positions, that is also a friend of the show, uh, that is just such a good hitter. And Burleson struggled in, like, 46 plate appearances at the big league level, you know, whatever. But he earned himself an opportunity up there, which is – pretty remarkable for a team that was, you know, pushing to, to make moves in the postseason. We were expecting them to, and they, they didn't, uh, but he didn't strike out a ton. He, he had some good ABs in spring training. He had some good ABs at the big league level. And I still think he's going to be an above average big league bat, but this guy doesn't strike out. He hit 20 home runs last year in triple a and hit 22 the year before that climbing three levels from high a double a triple a has gotten better and better in the outfield where I think he's at least average out there, has a good arm. He's a two-way guy. He's Carolina can play first base hits lefties. Well, he's just a high, another guy that I'm guaranteed it just turned 24 years old. I'm guaranteed getting a big league bat here. I think he can be an above average one with a little bit of positional versatility, above average power, above average hit tool. It's hard to pass on that. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to pass on that. And that, God, like you do this and you leave Tink Hence for me if I go for it. And like Tink Hence was what? He was, oh, yeah. all right, 16 starts, 52 innings, a 1380 RA, eight and a third innings in nine appearances. Like that's the thing. He was an inning in the Arizona Fall League and he was a 216 ERA. Do I go Tink Hence or Wilmer Flores right now? That's a fun juggle. Glad I don't have to make that decision. Gosh, okay. Uh, Wilmer Flores was like a three ERA this year, and he didn't really walk anybody. The original pick at 22, while I buy myself more time, is Cade Cavalli, who I went with at 14. Ugh. I'm out of time. Another name that should be thought about here <laughs> is Joey Weimer. Um, another, another name that should be thought about here might be Drew Romo, switch it and catch her in the Rockies organization. And I think that's where I'm going at 22. <laughs> Romo is a hit tool catcher that by what you've said in the video that I've seen is a plus defensive catcher. Mm -hmm. He seems like a guy that um, 
you know, it's almost like he's Rio Muto with less power, right? Like he's, he's a really good athlete that just happens to be a catcher on the field. And switch hitter that the defense, the way he calls games and apparently just, just the way he commands a pitching staff has, has been you know, really, really, really hyped up and, and well-regarded. Uh, my only concern with him, and it was, it was a rough offensive season for him overall, but again, for catchers that are climbing levels and having to accommodate a lot of things. And he's a high school catcher. We know uh, what comes with that in terms of the stigma there. He just doesn't hit the ball hard. 90th percentile exit velo is by far the lowest of any top 100 prospect on our list, but he's going to go somewhere where he has plenty of room in the gaps and enough, you know, to be able to an area where the ball is going to carry a bit more too. And I still think he's going to add a little bit more impact and strength, but you get a switch hitting bat to ball guy that plays great defense. This is around the range where I was looking to take Drew Romo too. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that sends me to 23. 23, which was previously Carson Tucker, who I think you can safely say will will, will likely not uh, be selected in this one. That was Carson Tucker by the Cleveland Guardians. I have a few different options here. I'm going to I'm going to go with 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 Tank Hens now. Uh, Too much upside, too much upside. I'm going to take the man Tank Hens. Um, I mean, just so talented, so explosive. Uh, one of the more athletic pitchers you're going to see in the minor leagues. Got to see him stretched out more. Uh, but, you know, I think they're obviously taking their time with with Tank. Stuff is just, there's so much potential there. To get a pitcher like him this late, I, I can't let him fall anymore. St. Louis Cardinals got a steal with him in the draft. They stole everybody in the 2020 draft. And Tank Hans was one of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you for doing the Tank Hans thing because I was going to have to do it in 20 at 24. Oh, and for reference, he was previously selected 63rd overall in the competitive B slot. Yes. There we go. Um, all right. 24 for me. Previously, Nick Bitsko with Tampa. What do you have on Nick Bitsko? He's just been injured and, and just hasn't really been able to. We haven't really seen him unleashed. Much at all. I mean, yeah, like threw, that's a guy I just haven't heard much about at all. He's got good stuff. He's still only 20. He's a big dude. I trust the Rays with their ability to scout arms, but he's just been hurt. And when he's come back in short spurts, hasn't looked great because he hasn't been healthy. So it's kind of just a wait and see guy. Yeah, I am going to go with Wilmer Flores here. Um, Wilmer Flores, a guy that was a non-drafted free agent. So now both notable non-drafted free agents are off the board. I took Mervis and I'll take Flores here as well. 24 starts, 103 innings, had a 2.79 ERA. Thing that really jumped out here, again, 103 innings, 130 punch outs, 23 walks. So that's 11.5 Ks per nine and two walks per nine. So Flores was a guy that, you know, is 21 years old, is going to turn 22 at the end of February. Um, big dude, 6'4", 225, that commands his body and commands his pitches really well. So I'll take that, especially in an organization where they need him to work out, like yeah. need him to work out. No, I mean, I, I, I like it. He he really just kind of showed what, what he's capable of. And the breaking ball is nasty. He He's going to be good for, for a while. And and. I was able to talk to one of my buddies, Mike Rothenberg, who, who caught him a little bit and catcher in the, in the Tigers organ. And he's a big fan of, of him. He thinks he's safe too, which, you know, you're getting a, a safe arm here this late. 
sign me up for that. I think he's going to be a solid number four starter potentially for, for the Tigers, which again, for them, that probably means a number two or three uh, with the way things are going for them lately. So uh, solid, solid pickup there, probably around the range. I was looking to get him. We go to pick number that would send us to 25, which was previously Jared Schuster, who you took already from the Atlanta Braves. And I'm going to go with my guy, Joey Weimer. Um, Weird season for Joey Weimer, where I really do believe that he got just sick of being in double A. You know, like we've seen Joey Weimer demolish double A and then all of a sudden and, and was off to a good start in double and then just went through this weird slump at the double A level. And remember, like this is a guy that probably should have been promoted before that slump. So yeah. you know, was he pressing or was he? Just almost like, when are they going to call me out? I don't know what it was, but right. he he struggled a little bit through that stretch. Then he gets promoted up to AAA and just goes right back to being the guy that we always loved. And then some, I would say, because he didn't even strike out. 43 yeah. games in AAA, sub 20% K rate. We saw the power. He was walking. And I mean, this guy has an 80 grade arm, by the way. Like one of the best arms you will see ridiculous power. Uh, We've talked about that. I mean, this guy hits the ball 115 miles an hour. He had a home run last year, 481 feet. He plays with reckless abandonment. It's, it's just crazy the way it's like his hair is on fire. Like we've talked about, but speed for sure. 31 stolen bases on 34 tries last year for a guy as big as he is. 21 homers. This is a true 30-30 candidate. Maybe he doesn't swipe 30 bags at the highest level. Maybe he's closer to 20, but 100% 30-20 guy. He could hit 40 home runs in Milwaukee if he hits enough. And, you know, I think we saw a lot of reason to believe that the hit tool isn't as concerning as we thought with what he did in 43 games in AAA. It's a pretty good sample size there. Yeah, it is a pretty good sample size. And my thing is AAA pitching is probably less nasty than it is in double A. And it's certainly less nasty than it is at the big league level. So like, do you think he's overmatched by nasty stuff? Do you think he might just get breaking ball and curveball and slider to death? Like I could understand the thought, but I honestly don't think so. The only concern is the changeups were, were kind of an issue for him. So I'm interested to see how, how that, how that goes. But in terms of hitting Velo, demolished Velo. I think I have it in the write-up with him. 95 plus mile per hour fastballs. He had a 1339 OPS. He had 425, 49, 850, and 47 plate appearances against pitches 95 and above. Um, so he crushes Velo, which is a big prerequisite at the big league level now. Uh, he hits hard slider as well. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how he hits good curveballs and good changeups. I think that'll be a question. But if you punish Velo, and can just hold your own, like even just be a 700 OPS guy against good curveballs and good changeups. That that should be more than enough. But I think that is probably the, the big question with him, Jack. And the only reason why he probably wasn't taken sooner, being that he has above average speed and being that he projects as an above average defender in a corner who could even get by in center if you if you're in a pinch. Definitely. Definitely. All right. 26 was originally Tyler Schroederstrom to Oakland. Soderstrom is already off the board. You took him at 15. Um, at 26, I'm going to go with a guy that originally went at 14 to Texas. Foscu slid. That is because a lot of people taken after him got better. Justin Foscu is still really, really good. And this is my second guy in a 
part two uh, taken from Mississippi State that year in the 2020 draft. Westberg went 30th, first round pick of the competitive balance round, A round. Um, Foscu, again, lottery pick, 14th overall, but 101 games in Frisco at the AA level this past year. Hit 290 with an 850 OPS. Like 31 doubles, drove in 81, struck out 66 times in 460 plate appearances, which is an excellent, excellent clip. He didn't walk that much, but he walked enough. Foscue is a really good bat and a really good hitting prospect. Does he have a defensive home? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I would it would help a lot if he could play third. And right. and I don't know. You know, I haven't seen them try him there. The, the Pirates were trying Nick Gonzalez there, so anybody can be tried there. But Foscue's bat, we talked about it with the Rangers system. Go check out that episode for those listening that have more interest in the Rangers prospects. Like he really eliminated the swing and miss concern. And, and to me, he's, he's an above average hit tool guy with the power. Like the, he's going to be, he's going to be an above average big league hitter. We'll see how the rest of everything kind of shakes out, but he's safe and he's good and he's solid. And um, it's easy to forget, you know, how, how solid he was last year with all these names that, you know, have kind of just jumped over him because of a little bit more dynamic ability and, and a little bit more consistent performance besides just last year. But I, I agree. I think Foskey's kind of lost in the shuffle here, which is unfair because he, he had a really nice season last year. 100%. This is a tough one. I don't want to be a homer, but this is another clue into what people can expect, I think, for the 2023 top 100 list right here. And I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to go with pick number 27 here, which was previously Aaron Sabato, which he will not be selected in the next handful of picks. Yeah, Aaron Sabato was selected by the Minnesota Twins, first baseman, just just has not hit uh, the way that he's supposed to. And that's what he was drafted to do was 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 hit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Dax Fulton here. And left-handed pitching prospect with the Miami Marlins. Dax Fulton is 6'6", some measurements have him at 6'7", 225 pounds, coming off of Tommy John surgery. And, you know, we got to see a little bit of him in 2021 where he, he fought some command issues. And then we got to see him fully back in 2022, Jack. This guy was dominant. A 6'6", 6'7", lefty with a good fastball plus curveball and showed something with the changeup as well. He made the jump from high A to double and absolutely shoved in his three double A starts. And then you won't see it in the fan graph stats, but shoved in a postseason start where he struck out 10 fastball shape needs to improve a bit, but he's still able to get whiffs on it based on deception as a six, six guy that releases from a tough arm slot. It's kind of slingshotty. So it jumps yeah. on you pretty quickly. The curveball was just unhittable for guys last year. A 181 batting average against 45% K rate. And again, highlighting the changeup, that pitch made some strides last year. It, he would leave it elevated at times, but overall, I thought it improved a lot. If I'm getting a 6-6 lefty who just absolutely shoved last year, relatively speaking, yes, it was a 380 RA, but he struck out 150 in 118 innings as a high school big lefty. 42 walks is, is a big improvement in those 118 and a thirds innings. I'm thrilled to get a Dax Fulton here, and he's going to be on our top 100 list in the 2023 update. For the love of God, Miami, trade some starting pitching. 
I mean, they have so much. You talk yeah. about the big league level. Sandy's not moving, but then you got Pablo, you've got Lazardo, you've got Edward Cabrera, you've got Trevor Rogers, and then down below, Max Myers working his way back from Tommy John surgery. Dax Fulton, you mentioned, is a top 100 guy. Jake Eater is a borderline top 100 guy. Yuri Perez might be the best pitching prospect in the game. Like, there are so, so many options here. Just move some of them, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want Dax Fulton to be one of them. I'd rather, I think I'd rather move Jake Eater uh, at this point. And Eater's a name that probably just going to miss the cut. Uh, and, you know, he was phenomenal in 2021 going straight to double A. But Fulton's upside is just, it's just immense. Yeah. Um, all right. You mentioned the size. I'm going to go with the guy that's 6'6, 230 at 28 right this is pick number 28 yeah. yeah pick number 28 was originally austin wells with the new york yankees austin wells i think he i like fine like it would be okay if i stuck with the pick yeah I, I wouldn't blink if he stuck with him i think austin wells his most viral moment has been pimping a double and getting thrown out at second right pimping a single and he got gunned down at second was base that wells i thought that was Seagor. oh that might have been anthony siegler yeah it, no just don't, a, don't, don't put that that don't put that on austin wells yeah, sorry, just another generic Yankee catching prospect. Yeah, Wells um, much better. Wells much better than Anthony Siegler. But yeah, Siegler was the one that pimped the crap out of a single that turned into a single in a 8-6 put out. Uh, all right, 28. I, I'm going with the guy that went 11th to the White Sox. I got to go with Garrett Crochet here. And you're smiling. Crochet averaged 99.8 miles an hour on his fastball in 2020. And, and he did not throw a game. He did not throw an inning in minor league baseball. So he gets up in 2020. He gets, I think six innings at the end of the regular season and in the postseason. But I mean, it was a hundred mile an hour fastball and he was like only throwing that he threw it 88% of the time in those six innings in 2021, he was actually given an opportunity to be a setup guy. And he was a great setup guy, 54 and a third innings, two, eight, two ERA, he sat like 97 with his fastball and everybody was saying, what the hell's wrong with Garrett Crochet? I thought he was sitting 101. He is. Obviously, he gets shut down. Tommy John surgery ahead of this year. The slider was elite, though. An 85 mile an hour slider that opponents hit 140 against. This guy, even if the ship has sailed on him being a starting pitcher, and I think it has, he is 100 from the left side with a wipeout slider. He's got closer stuff. And if I can take a closer 28th overall, I'm going to do it. Yep. Hey, I, I'm I'm totally fine with it at this range. I was curious when you would take him. But at this range, to get a guaranteed big league arm who's going to contribute to you, you know, to your big league squad, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer there, I think. And um, I was ready to take him probably with, like, my last pick, but I knew I wouldn't I wouldn't have the opportunity to. So, yeah. I mean, you're getting you're getting a guy that plugs right into your bullpen and, and is one of your more high leverage arms from the jump. So I'm I'm with that. Cool. We go to pick twenty nine, which your last was one previously Bobby Miller of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'm going to go with with and I, I have to take this guy. I really do. And uh, it. I, I know you're you're wondering who it's going to be because I think there's two names that you're you're juggling between in your head here. But I I got to go with the guy that I am higher on than everybody else in the entire industry. So I I can't leave him off of the first round of a of a redraft. Owen Casey 
And this was previously Bobby Miller. I'm going Owen Casey, 20 years old, Chicago Cubs outfielder. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. Really had a nice season, all things considered, last year in high A. And I always talk about how people have Kevin Alcantara in the Cubs system ranked ahead of Casey. And they're both monster dudes. Alcantara is 6'6", and a little bit more athletic, but Casey's 6'4", hits the ball harder. And Alcantara put up similar numbers in low A. Casey put up these numbers in high A, a 113 WRC plus struck out 28% of the time, but it's a 19 year old in high A. I'm fine with that. 11 home runs walked at a 12% clip. We saw him hit the ball 114 miles per hour as a max exit VLO last year, dude. He's got more room to add power. He's got some things to smooth out with his swing a little bit more. 114 max exit VLO is insane for a 19 year old. And I think he's going to be a guy that could grow into 70 grade power. So 70 grade power, left-handed swing, better bat to ball skills. And I think he gets credit for, and he talked to us about this, uh, you know, in during the Arizona fall league, he said on, on the podcast that he wanted to add some more speed and athleticism. If he adds a little bit more of that too, he did swipe 11 bags, but if he can add a little bit more of that too, better defender in the corner, this is 30 home run upside, pretty good feel to hit left-handed stick big projection in the frame. I I think Casey could end up being uh, one of the the better power bats of this whole class, which is crazy to say, but he's, he's got that kind of talent. I think Cubs fans know what they have with Owen Casey, even at the lower levels. And, and we've talked about it time and time again, right? Like Cubs fans are as in tune with what's happening at the minor league level than a, as any other fan base in professional baseball. Um, I think they know that Casey has the chance to have that prodigious power and Casey factors into their long-term plan. So I love that pick. I was thinking you were going to go with him or the other Casey. No other Casey. It really hurts me to not take Casey Schmidt, who would be my very next pick. Yeah, um, I get it. Mine's not going to be Casey Schmidt, actually. So Casey Schmidt, I know, I'm sorry. Um, And you're going to hate that I go with this guy, and I know that I'm going to check the box here, but like I have to because I think that he's got so many pitches that are good. He's got a fastball that's probably in the 55 to 60 grade range. He's got a curveball, a slider, and a changeup that are probably in the 55 to 60 grade range. Yes, he struggled a little bit. He was just under a four ERA this past year in double, but I I have to do it. The original pick at 30, we're we're adding another pick because – Houston had their pick forfeited. So this pick was the first pick of the competitive balance round. And that was Westberg who already went. Um, I'm going with Emerson Hancock who originally went four or six to Seattle Hancock. Like my ship is not sailed on Emerson Hancock yet. That's fair. That's fair. Now, could I go with the gold glove third baseman? Yes, but my ship has not sailed on Emerson Hancock yet. Yeah. This is a, this is a falling on the sword moment here. I think. Um, Yeah, it is. Fastball played well. Uh, did, just really struggled with the secondary stuff, uh, but he's still Emerson Hancock and he's 6'4", 215 and can have that power stuff and, and and the bully ball, like you always say. So like he could bounce back next year and you'll be laughing at me and saying, look, how'd you let me get this guy 30th overall? Right. So I, I don't have anything against the pick, but this was the number one guy that I had for you taking ahead of me. Yeah. Um, So yeah. let's, let's wrap up with that real quick uh, as we end this episode here. Who did you have? Who were the eight names that you had me taking before you? Um, all right. So the names that I did not get, I hit on four of them. Um, I had you picking Mervis and I ended up picking Mervis. I had you picking Evan Carter and I went with Carter earlier than I think you were expecting me to. Um, I had you taking Jake Eater. 
That right. could have been interchangeable with Dax Fulton, it but was, yeah. yeah, Eater slash Fulton, I, I thought you were going to take. So I'm going to give myself half a point. I got four and a half. Um, Casey Schmidt, I thought you were going to take Casey Schmidt. You did not, but I got you on Pete Crow Armstrong, Tyler Soderstrom, who I knew you've been on a big kick with, Owen Casey, and Alec Burleson. It's pretty solid. Okay. So I had you taking Kyle Harrison. Yeah. Reed Detmers. I, I took him. Torque. Yeah. Hassel, I took him. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Romo, correct. Correct. Hancock, correct. Abel, off, I took him. And Mervis. I actually had you taking Mervis. So I think I had one more than you. Yeah, I think so. I think it was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. We were both on it. Um, that'll do it for this 2020 redraft. Uh, do you, should we go through the picks real quick one last time? Yeah, um, just one through 30. Spencer Strider, one. Jordan Walker, two. Pete Crow Armstrong, three. Kyle Harrison, four. Reed Detmers, five. Spencer Torkelson, six. Bobby Miller, seven. Evan Carter, eight. Brandon Fott, pitcher in the Diamondback system, nine. Gavin Stone with the Dodgers, 10. Mason Wynn, 11. Zach Veen, 12. Robert Hassel, the third, 13th. Cade Cavalli, 14th. Tyler Schoderstrom, 15th. Jordan Westberg in the O system, 16. Mick Abel, 17. Matt Mervis, 18. Max Meyer, 19. Jared Schuster in the Braves system, 20. Alec Burleson, 21. Drew Romo in the Rockies system, 22. Loe Extraordinaire Tink Hentz, 23. Wilmer Flores, the other Wilmer Flores who is related to Wilmer Flores in the Tigers system, 24. Joey Weimer with the Brewers, 25. Justin Foskey with the Rangers, 26. Miami's Dax Fulton, 27. Garrett Crochet, 28. Owen Casey with the Cubs, 29. And Emerson Hancock, 30. How about that? I love it. I love it. Can't wait for people to rip that apart on social media and in our YouTube comments and everything. But hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be doing more redrafts as we continue to go through this offseason. Keep an eye out for Pirates Top Prospects as well. And we'll probably redraft the redraft in a few months once everything, of course, fluidly changes with a lot of these players as we move forward into the season. But this was a lot of fun. Please be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, leave us a rating on the podcast and look forward to talking Pirates prospects with you later this week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.